Hey Potters, welcome to episode 216 of Cosplay the Podcast for all things cosplay. Yay! Summer! We're still alive! We're not boiling. Well, actually, we are kind of boiling. Yeah. It's 102 today, I think. I was going to ask you if you had washed your car and did the <laughs> rain dance. Because we desperately need rain. <laughs> so the funny thing is that I washed my car last Thursday because it has the unfortunate luck of constantly being parked by this awful crepe myrtle that's next to my neighbor's house so it gets snotted on all the time so I had to wash it because it was getting sticky and disgusting no rain after that so I'm like okay well I guess it just didn't work that time I'll have to try it again it'll get dirty because... soon enough <laughs> because since we had a scheduled stretch where we were not going to have rain which means very low humidity I finally took the time to move my sofa back into place and accessed my backyard, mended my patio screen, and then spray painted! Yay! Yay! I finally got around to spray painting all my stuff I've been waiting to spray paint. <laughs> so I literally have... I guess I will just move smoothly into cosplay updates here. That's usually how it goes. This is not a pile of fabric, it is a pile of foam. <laughs> But I finally spray painted all of my parts for Athena's corset. <laughs> I do need to brush the edges, though. It looks like I'm missing coverage on some of the edges. Just because whenever I spray paint, I do it flat. So I don't always get all the edges. But I can just touch that up with a paintbrush. I did find out that I was much lower on gold spray paint than I thought. <laughs> I had just enough to finish all the pieces, and that was it. So, hooray! Now I have to uh, finish emptying the cans of all their aerosol before I trash them. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be safe, kids. You cannot throw away spray paint cans if they still have aerosol in them because they are flammable. And, and as dangerous. As Amber, yeah, as much as Amber enjoys fire, um, the neighbors and the garbage collectors will not. <laughs> but speaking of spray painting... Uh, I decided to work on a new project. Uh, I've always wanted a wand for my Sky Sorceress costume, so PVC pipe, uh, a bunch of wooden dowel connectors that I duct taped together because they were extra and lying around, since the PVC pipe was only about six inches long, and then I wrapped it in newspaper and then painted it. So yay MacGyvering. So I have like a little Sakura-sized wand, and then I have little wings that I can put on it, like that. <laughs> And then, if you guys remember from last week, my adventures in casting resin. So, I was using the uh, cast and craft stuff, which you can see how clear it is when it comes out. This was just on the bottom of the yogurt cup. Obviously, this is not part of a costume. It just looked really cool. But, I actually managed to cast a decent cast of a crystal. This is the second one. Still only half of the crystal, because it actually melted a hole in my mold. So I got half of a crystal, but it was still, it's still like a pretty clear cast and it's still, you know, a decent cast. So I'm using this as my placeholder to go on the top of my wand like this. And then I will go to SparkFun and I will get some nice 10 millimeter LEDs and I will wire them up and I will light it up. And this resin conducts light really well too. I've done some flashlight tests. Makes me very happy. <laughs> And those two other casts of plaster that I had from last time, I'm going to spray paint these so I can just use them as placeholders whenever I don't have light-up stuff. 
Why wouldn't I have light up stuff? All and you, my stuff's light up stuff. Every costume of yours has some kind of lighting component. <laughs> it looks cool. It does look cool. We'll not deny this. <laughs> I like to have my stuff look cool. Let's see. What, what else do I have to show and tell? Uh, speaking of casting, you guys remember last show when I could not take my mold apart. My, my terrible crystalline mold that I had hard coat Mod Podge together and then clamped, which was a bad idea because then it fused itself Fuse together. It together. And I had, it destroyed itself, by which I mean I destroyed it trying to take it apart. So I redid the mold properly in plaster. Looks much nicer. I did not crack this one. This one is actually properly done. And it fits together quite nicely there. I did not hard coat Mod Podge this because I learned my lesson, nor did I clamp it shut. I did allow it to dry open for a full week. <laughs> you, sh you shouldn't have to do a full week, but, but. I did it just in case because you're supposed to do it at least 24 hours. I did it for seven times that. <laughs> Definitely and ensuring maximum dryness. <laughs> yes, all those... Uh, plaster gems I had from last time I have now painted. Oh, good. See, I, have a, I have a handful of rupees now for when I do uh, Ren Fair next, so it will make it look like I am wealthy when I am totally not. Uh, what else did I do? I, I've been crocheting because I have a bunch of extra yarn, and I do wish to donate some scarves for the homeless and domestic shelters uh, because there are going to be a lot of people hurting this year, and I would like to do what I can. And I really love doing textile arts so i did that and then last but not least uh my legolas daggers there we go wow those are sparkly I, I hated myself why did you do that to yourself what is wrong with you <laughs> see this would have been great for a cricket yeah you could have just brought it on over and been like i'll cut it for you here we go we're done <laughs> i had to do it four times <laughs> to each side what is My wrong hands. with you? <laughs> There's a lot wrong with me, let's face it. No, this was because I used the sparkly cardstock that I got from Joanne's because it was as close as I could get to what they actually used on screen, which was acid etching bronze. I can't really do that in an apartment. <laughs> My landlord would probably kick me out. So I used the closest visual thing I could find to it, which was sparkly cardstock paper that I meticulously traced and cut out with scissors, with manicure scissors. And I hated myself afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then I craft bonded them on there and they look magnificent and marvelous. They're, and they're very sparkly. sparkly. <laughs> there, you can see both. Oh. I am very, they, they look much better than they did. The, the styrene that was on here was definitely coming apart, and it did not look realistic. These actually look good. These look etched. So I am very happy with this, even though I hated myself at the time. <laughs> that is so, some determination. I am a dedicated prop maker. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Plus, I really like Lord of the Rings obvious much <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've spent my last two weeks doing <laughs> stinking up my apartment scaring my neighbors and uh hurting my hands with manicure scissors yep all in a week's two weeks worth <laughs> yes all all in the the name of 
crafting in quarantine for two weeks. Ah, lucky you. <laughs> ah, only thing that I have to share is just because I'm a goober and I bought fabric, but I really shouldn't have bought fabric, but I saw this and I really, really <laughs> wanted it. So it'll probably become my Halloween dress because I'm trying to find reasons to make things for Halloween, knowing that it's not going to be normal this year. It's a cute little Mickey and Minnie. Ah. It's a really pretty repeating pattern. I actually, it doesn't show up very well on the camera probably because of the way my lights are set up, but it's a really nice charcoal gray color. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. I've got a lot of black fabric that'll be good for the accents and making a bow. It'll probably be in a mini style dress because, you know, it goes with the theme. Really, that's all I have to show off is just this because it's just such pretty fabric and I love it. it. Almost like a slate blue on camera. It kind of does, and it, I know it's not meant to, but I think it's because of the lighting and my weird yellowness. Um, but it is more of like a charcoal gray color, so it's pretty. That would make good um, mask fabric as well. If or, I have enough left over. Uh, <laughs> headband fabric. Yeah, that's the plan. If if I have enough left over, like I think I got just yeah. enough. To make the top and the skirt because i do want it to be a, a nice full circle skirt so i'm like ooh, this is like it'll eke it out maybe it'll be patchworked <laughs> patchwork of scraps i know that feeling all too well yeah <laughs> so we'll see but yeah that's really all i got i got nothing else to share a part of me is ready to kind of get back into the cosplay train i don't know what i'm gonna make next um, I'm actually thinking about getting rid of a bunch of things that have been working in progress for a while and I haven't finished because at this point it's like I'm not going to finish them. There's no reason. So I may just toss them, salvage what I can, move on to something else. So I think that's what the next step will be before I start something completely new because I have too many projects going on that have just been abandoned. We'll see. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Quarantine has been really good for just working on rando projects. It's a lot of rando projects, a lot of small projects, because now I have some pretty decent basics for knitting and crocheting, something that I've wanted to learn for years. And I've got like some scarves and some um, wraps and throws that I can use if I go outside this winter. <laughs> if. And then the cross-stitching project of doom, of course. Yeah, that time of year is coming up again where that's going to start up for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Got to get ready for it. I'm surprised that having been in the craft store a few times in the past few weeks, like no, no more than once every week or two, but still, whenever I have gone in there, I'm surprised that they have not been busier. I think a lot of their services, at least from the people that I know who work at like Joann's and Michael's, is more people are doing order online pickup, not necessarily venturing out to the store, but just to pick up their order without having to go inside. So it's more of that, but they, but they have definitely been busy. That makes sense. I know we had this discussion back when we did our Golden Door episode, where I think- Rest in peace, Golden Door. <laughs> I, I know that both of us prefer to go to the store to see the fabric. Yeah, so I can touch it, mess with it, play with it. Yeah, I don't know if I could do order fabric online unless it was just basic cotton that had a pattern on it. Yeah, there's very few places that I'll do that with. Um, 
unless they have samples available and depending on their sample policy sometimes it's like a dollar for a pretty decent sized sample and you can get like up to 20 samples or sometimes it's like you know five bucks and you get as many samples as you like so samples are a good way to go but if it's a business that I've had, I've had a lot of good reputable stuff come from them I can buy from them blindly and I know I'm going to get something really good so that's kind of you know don't really know until you try very true and Speaking of taking a look at fabrics and seeing perhaps how it drapes and feels. Ooh, hey, that's a lovely segue. Wait, do we still do this or do we change the segue? Do, I, I, I think <laughs> we were still doing this even though they don't manufacture segues anymore. We can still keep doing this. This is cool. We'll keep doing with the segue. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I decided recently that um, I wanted to go back and revisit some of the tutorials that we've done many eons ago on Cospod and kind of give them a revamp and an update because both Amber and I have learned so much more in these last nine seasons. We have upgraded our skills, upgraded our knowledge, and we want to share more of that knowledge with you all. So I have an updated draping tutorial for you all to enjoy. So here you go. Today we're going to revisit and revamp one of our old tutorials to provide new and improved information. This is how to drape a pattern, the basics. The materials you'll need will be fabric, pencil, measuring tape, long or quilt ruler, scissors, pins, and a dress form. This tutorial will specifically focus on draping with the dress form and not on yourself or someone else. Your draping material should be similar to the structure and weight of your fashion fabric to ensure consistency with the final look. The tips in this tutorial will be applicable for any garment. Our focus is making a blouse that will look the same on both sides, so we will drape half the dress form. With your fabric, pencil, and ruler, mark out a long straight line. This will be your center front. On the dress form, I've pre-marked my bust and the line between my waist and hips where I want the blouse to end using bias tape. Depending on your dress form, you may need to also mark out the center front, side, and shoulder seam. Begin pinning the fabric to the dress form front with the center front line over the center of the dress form. With an adjustable dress form, I gave myself extra room to pin to the left of the center so everything would line up. Be sure to put every pin in the same way. This will help reduce any chance of your pins being pulled out as you tug on the fabric. When draping from the bust up, start from the center and work clockwise. Below the bust, you'll work counterclockwise. This allows you to best gather fabric and create darts that look more professional. On the back of the dress form, it'll be the reverse. Either way, always start from the center and work your way out. For this tutorial and the sake of time, we're only creating the front piece, but the same steps are applicable for the back. Beginning with the neck, you can see I'm pushing the fabric along as I go and cutting away any excess. Do small cuts. You can always cut more later. I'm also making snips to ease the fabric around the form. At the shoulders, I'm pinning the fabric right at the shoulder seam line. Any excess is being gathered and pinned to the back for now. 
Around the arm, it's important to not pin too tight. The armhole isn't 100% accurate to an actual human arm, and it'll make moving in the garment very difficult. In the area right at the center bust, you should be able to still pinch the fabric. Next, mark out where your center bust is with a pencil. The pencil should be dull. Don't use a mechanical or sharp pencil. This can pierce weaker fabrics and damage the dress form underneath. I'm doing these marks to accommodate for darts. The general rule is to have the end point of your dart one inch away from your center bust. For those with larger chests, you can extend the distance. Otherwise, you'll end up with a pointy bust, unless that's the look you're going for. There are a few ways to make darts. I prefer to freehand it until I'm comfortable with the look. You can also take your one inch marks and dash a line down to the edge of the fabric and use that as your fold point. Fold your fabric away from the center. This gives a more flattering look. Once the dart is made and pinned, continue to work across the fabric along the bottom, counterclockwise. Like the neck, you'll need to snip the fabric to add some ease and pin it until you've reached the side seam. The second dart will be angled down from the bust line because that's how I want it. Be sure to fold this dart downwards for a more flattering look and use the same steps as the other dart. The end point should be where you marked that one inch line. Pin back the remaining fabric and you should have a fitted top on your dress form. With a dull pencil, mark out your seam lines and darts, the bottom of the garment, along with a rough sketch of your neck and armholes. Now I pin the neck the way that I envisioned the cuts would be on the final garment. It's recommended to do a light sketch or dash out the armhole and adjust it after, as this can be a tricky area when sleeves are involved. You don't want the armhole to be too small. Mark the center fold and outer folds for each dart. This will be much easier to transfer later. Once everything is marked, you can remove your new pattern. Cut off any excess fabric from the pattern, and now you can use it for your mock-up. Be sure to add at least a quarter inch seam allowance around all sides before cutting up the pattern, or you transfer this to a pattern paper with a seam allowance in mind. Draping does become easier the more you do it. It's a great way to create a pattern that is customized to your body and your cosplay. I know it was more of a shortened tutorial, but the same principles that I did for the front of the dress form work exactly the same as the back of the dress form, so it works universal both sides, so you don't have to worry. Yep. Well, I certainly don't have anything to add for this episode. No, not for the main episode. All right, well, if you would like to discuss what projects you're working on in quarantine, or perhaps tell us about your favorite fabric draping, you know, if you want to talk about maybe the fabric that Nick Cage wears in his movies. <laughs> Always circles to back to Nick Cage. <laughs> of course. It, it's six degrees of you know, Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feel free to uh, start the conversation <laughs> or join in the existing ones on any of our social media, which you can find here. In the corner, right over there. Do, 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 do. Or, of course, you can email us podcast at cospod.org where of course you will get a custom response from both of us Woo! because that's how we roll we're awesome like that <laughs> otherwise please stay safe everybody stay healthy keep working on those projects and that cosplay 
We will see you guys next time in episode 217. Happy cosplaying, everybody. Bye, guys.